Hotter Than Health podcast, a plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. I was like, I'm not doing what I want to do for my career. You know, I I feel like I wholeheartedly stand by everything I've ever said about food. I wholeheartedly still nourish my, it's the most important thing that I do. But I was building this entire career. I was sharing my awakening and soul on my podcast. Like realization, you know, just like every episode was different. Every single episode you were going through a journey. I was like, didn't she just do one yesterday? It was like, it was like, it was like an ayahuasca ceremony that wasn't ending. And then I was sharing it on my podcast. So I kind of woke up and I had just launched an app and a product line. And I was like, this isn't me. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. My name is Eliza Gelman, your host. And I just, I say it every week, but I mean it every single week. I'm pumped for this episode. Today, we have on Kenzie Burke, the elusive, mysterious, avant-garde, creative lifestyle she has so many words to describe her right now. But if you don't know who Kenzie Burke is, then I will get into that in just a moment. If this is your first time listening to the Hotter Than Health podcast, welcome. I am so happy you're here. If you have not already, go ahead and check out iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, and hit follow or the little plus sign on the Apple Podcasts. Wherever you're listening, go ahead and hit follow or subscribe. That way you don't miss any episodes. And we all know, like, okay, we have our podcast episodes and hosts that we're loyal to, but why not throw in a couple more if this is your first time? Go ahead, hit follow. I know you will love this episode and we have more to come like this. So before we get into today's episode, I wanted to say a quick thank you so much for everyone who has left reviews and I wanted to go ahead and shout out the review of the week. Remember, if you are the review of the week, you are entered in to win a, I'm sorry, you do win a, I'm pulling it up on my phone, so here I am completely clear, but you do win a hotter than health tote bag. So if you have not won already, then make sure you go to the podcast app, leave a review, rate it five stars, let me know, and I'll go through and pick a winner and send you a hotter than health tote bag. They're badass. I used mine at the farmer's market yesterday, so it's now full of cauliflower, which is sexy. But today's review of the week is going to be from Kayla Emily, and the review is five stars. Just started tuning into the Hotter Than Health in a podcast, and I'm loving everything I'm learning. Really loving episodes that incorporate nutrition facts and workout routine tips. Eliza, you think you keep things super relatable and real. Thank you for being an informative, informative source of plant health and wellness hooked on phonics oh my god please sponsor this podcast i cannot read thank you so much kayla emily make sure you send me a dm on instagram and i'll send you over a tote bag and you're absolutely gonna love it maybe i'll throw in some uh sponsored swag in there as well without further ado let's get into today's episode I had so much fun interviewing kenzie she is a wealth of knowledge she was based in malibu and it was everything I was hoping for. She is such an open book and really lets us know all about her trials, all of the lessons that she's learned, her spiritual awakening that we went through, that she went through. Um, for those who do not know Kenzie, she started out as more of a, uh, a food influencer in social media. She blew up overnight a few years ago and then from there she just hit the ground running and created business after business and she had this incredible stream of income. She had uh, a ton of publicity and then all of a sudden we saw her just completely disappear. She went through a huge spiritual awakening and then completely, it, it, it seems as though she dropped off the face of the earth and went through this I called it a rebirth, if you will, so kind of an awakening, and now she is completely, uh, she 
mentions that she is feeling more herself than ever. And we really dive into the details of, we talk about finance, we talk about family and trauma, we talk about what was happening behind the scenes and why why things went off and derailed in the way that they did. And I think that we really do get a perspective that we have not seen before on social media. So if you haven't already been following Kenzie Burke, make sure you do so that you can check out her new clothing line that she is building. It's slow fashion. It's beautiful. I'm so excited for it. It's called Brulee, but you can see that on her Instagram. And we go all the way into her habits. We talk about her day-to-day rituals now and everything that happened over the past year. I think that there are going to be a lot of people who are interested in hearing about what happened. And then if you have never heard of Kenzie, I think that you're still going to appreciate the wisdom and the knowledge and the way that she's able to bottle up the lessons that she has learned and sort of pivot accordingly in her lifestyle. What I mentioned to her in the episode was that I think that a lot of people who followed her throughout the past couple of years really resonated with Kenzie because she has a way of articulating lessons and learnings and circumstances and her thoughts really eloquently. And we relate to it on a level that I think most people have gone through something like this, but they haven't been able to describe it, if you will. So I really appreciate the way she articulates her experiences, and I think you all will as well. Remember, if you are interested in a holistic nutrition consultation, I do offer complimentary consultations, and you can always check one out on my website. Go ahead and book a call. They're 30 minutes. We can see if a plant-dominant lifestyle for inflammation, weight loss, sleep, energy, digestion is the right fit for you. And without further ado, I am so excited to introduce to you today's guest on Hotter Than Health. We have Kenzie Burke on the podcast. Welcome. I mean, I make just different, I move so fast that I just throw myself in things and I figure it out as I go. Yeah. So like, you know, putting my stuff in storage um, in the middle of the pandemic to, you know, quote unquote travel, like that was not thought through at all. And it was brutal. It was Mm. so brutal. Like. I'll never get over. I'm scarred from that. You know, I have to like heal from it. Still, when I got back to my when I got into my home, back to Malibu, back to California, it was like a year exactly since I put my stuff in storage. For the first month, I had just nightmares of like someone coming in and taking all my furniture and saying I had to get out of my house and like had to go get out. It was that's how much it wrecked my nervous system. Because I just think, I don't know, for me, it's like I had already kind of evolved. Like, there's one thing of being fresh out of high school, being 18 and being like, I'm going to travel with no home base. There's another thing of being six years of living on your own, you know, like with a routine in a home in a town and then taking that away. You pulled the rug out from under yourself. You're like, shit, I guess I can't trust myself right now. (laughs) If I'm going to do this to myself, (laughs) then... Oh my God. You have to like relearn to trust yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I dropped, I dropped everything. Like I dropped a full blown career I built. I, I couldn't hold anything. Like a couple of my most special relationships weren't working. Like it was so crazy because of the stability thing, but it taught me the biggest lesson of life ever, ever. Cause I started, you know, a career at a young age too. And it was fast. Like there was no, and this has always been my life, but I've always ran before I walked or walked before I crawled. And then I have to go back because I missed steps. And this whole experience humbled me so much. And it was like, okay, I have to take the steps, you know, and moving to a new place is hard. Mm -hmm. And I, right when I like put my stuff in storage and went to travel from LA last year, it was right when I started to click in community you know, and, and everyone says it takes five years. And so the second I started traveling and going to these new towns and being so alone, I was like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> what was I scared of? I've done it. <laughs> well, you have so much going on right now too, but you're in this evolved headspace. You've created this mysterious, almost elusive brand, if you will, in your, within yourself. And I don't think you necessarily meant to. I think that that was just what came authentically by taking some space. So people want to hear what is going on with you now. You know, it all of a sudden there was just this 
like you torched everything and then everything went to ashes and then this is like the rebirth so i want to hear about it um can you quickly before we dive into what's happening now will you give us a little bit of a taste of what it was like growing up what was your home life like like where are you from so that we can paint a picture of what your lifestyle was before you moved to california There really are only two things in this world that really get on my nerves and bother me. It's one, when people chew with their mouth open, specifically salad. Two, when I run out of decaf. And I say decaf because it still has like four to 10 grams of caffeine and that's all I need. I'm already an energetic person. I really don't need more than that. But when I run out, I can tell a difference. All right, let me tell you my hack. This morning, when I went to go make my French press, I had the homemade oat milk already ready. Jake had had his cup of coffee already. I thought, oh my God, this is going to be a morning for me. Little did I know, we were out of all the coffee. I knew I had a podcast episode today. I knew I had a ton of work to do. I knew that I needed to be sharp, alert, awake, but I didn't have time to go to the store. Enter Cured Nutrition. Thank God. God for cured nutrition this morning. I have been using these products for a couple of months now. And let me tell you, I cannot, I don't think I can live without them. I don't want to sound codependent, but I'm fully codependent on these products now. I have been using the cured rise for energy throughout the day. That is what I did this morning. Normally it says to pop two of these guys, or I'm sorry, it says to pop three, I took two. I just don't need that much. Remember, I'm a decaf kind of gal. This is made to boost your energy, performance, and cognitive function. It's stimulant-free energy without the jitters, so you can say goodbye to the slump. You basically get shit done and feel good while you're doing it. This is a supplement that uses functional mushrooms, cannabinoids, adaptogen blends. So this one has lion's mane and cordyceps, which are amazing for anti-inflammation. It's great for immune health. It's certified GMP, THC-free, and it has 10 milligrams of broad-spectrum CBD. This is a dream product, especially if you are wanting to maybe, maybe you have stained teeth from coffee. Maybe you just want a little more alertness without jitters, but you don't necessarily love coffee or you just want to travel with it. Or maybe you want it midday. This is my dream product for the morning. Then at night, I use the Cured Zen product. I have (laughs) blown this product up. You know that I absolutely love it. You can wake up feeling rested and rejuvenated. You can enhance your deep sleep and your REM cycles. So you don't have to take melatonin. You can feel amazing when you wake up in the morning. This one also has broad spectrum CBD. It has magnesium, functional mushrooms. I just cannot get enough of the cured products. I would never have a product on here that I didn't absolutely love. So make sure you are checking out curednutrition.com slash HTH and use the code HTH for 20% off. Or if you just go to curednutrition.com backslash backslash HTH, you can get 20% off. Highly recommend trying the Zen as well as the Rise. These are my two favorite star products. We just had the founder on recently and he tells us all about the benefits. So do yourself a favor, check out Cured Nutrition at curednutrition.com slash HTH for 20% off. Make sure you try the Rise and the Zen. If you know me, you know that I am a fanatic about hydration, you know I love my green juices, and you know that I love to keep things moving with digestion. All right, so let me tell you a little bit more about my morning routine because you guys have all been dying to know, I'm sure. We're starting the day with 24 ounces or 32 ounces of room temperature water with a little pinch of sea salt, and then before the decaf, before any coffee, before anything else, I am doing the Organifi green juice, but... I know you've heard me say this before. You're like, okay, you're a broken record. We get it. You love the green juice. I've tried it. I bought it. I love it. No, no. They have come out with the crisp apple flavor. And I'm telling you, I have had three cups today, three full 32 ounce glasses because it is that good. It tastes like the green juice, but with this sweet tang aftertaste from the sweet apple and You would think that it was almost that Jolly Rancher green apple taste, but it's not like that. It doesn't taste synthetic. It doesn't taste like any added sugars or flavors or BS like that. This is a game-changing product. 
I don't want to say that I like it better than the original green juice, but it's a really close second. I think they're tied for first. So if you have been wanting to try the Organifi green juice powder, or if you are already on board and you want to try another one, the green apple will change your life. Go to Organifi.com slash HTH for 20% off of the green apple. This is going to boost cognition. It gives you lots of clarity. It helps to get things moving and stimulated. It remineralizes you in the morning after a long night of dehydration and sleep. And this is just one of their star products. There's really nothing more I can say other than go do yourself a favor, do your health a favor. And check out Organifi.com backslash backslash HTH for 20% off of all of these amazing products. And I highly recommend the green apple. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Wisconsin, a very small town parents who, you know, had lived there for their whole life. And I think I'm not saying like, I'm no, I am going to say it, but I was just born very different. Um, I remember things about being a baby. I remember being born. I remember things from when I was like four months old. And so I always had just like this different aura about me. And it was, I didn't fit in, in many places, you know, I was, I was in a lot of different schools and then I would convince my parents that I need to go to a different school. And I went up a grade and I went down a grade and I went to a private school and a public school and I was homeschooled. And, you know, I was just really restless and I always wanted to be an adult. Um, and I always felt like there was just like something else out there. It was almost like my energy felt too confined. And so I just knew I was going to leave. And I knew I wanted to go to L.A. It was like I liked warm weather. Um, I just knew. And I get attached to certain things. And I remember being on Instagram at like maybe 14 or 15 and it was before blogging kind of took off, but but people were starting to, to do it on Instagram. And I was following this mom and she was kind of being bloggy. And she posted at El Matador Beach, which is a beach here in Malibu. And I was like, I want to, that's where I want to be. So I drove right after high school, a Hyundai Sonata all the way out here. It's like took three or four days. I went to El Matador Beach and I was like, I'm moving here. <laughs> where the house is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and at that time I had, like, I just, I was always very strong willed. And, and so I, I did it. Um, I looked on Craigslist and for anyone who's listening and knows LA, I found a room that said it was off Malibu Canyon road. And I was like, well, that has the word Malibu in it. And then the address said it was Calabasas. And I was like, well, I've watched the Kardashians. So this is perfect. (laughs) So I moved, but anyone listening knows like Calabasas is a suburb. It's a total family suburb outside of LA. So I moved here at age 18, knowing no one with $2,000 into a room. And um, man, I went through a crash course. And I'd say I've been through a crash course until now, where now I'm at this place where like, oh my God, I actually am learning what stability is. And I'm actually learning what it means to have roots and be rooted. And, um, you know, I had this private kind of crash course for a few years. And then I, my life went pretty public. Um, Yeah. And yeah. And then I started sharing my journey very openly on a podcast and it got really intense, like the past two years, this whole like, who am I? What am I doing? And kind of fast moving. And I was just sharing so much of my intimate journey. And then it got to a point where I was like, I need space. I'm sharing so much and I'm figuring out who I am. And I think it goes back to what you were saying in the beginning, like you learn by doing things. And so do I. And I think that's so beautiful. And it's such an amazing quality in a person. But for me, I was like, oh my God, I'm doing this publicly. And it started to be too much pressure. You know, it was like Mm -hmm. linked to my finances and my performance. And now I'm like sharing like deep lineage stuff about my mom and like my own travels. And it got to this point where I was like, I can't, I can't share my life like this anymore. And I feel like I, I felt like I got lost and kind of a part of my story was I moved to LA and I was really into fashion. That was like always my thing. I wanted to be an entrepreneur in fashion, have my own business and have a beautiful family and like live in Malibu. That was like my original dream and goal. And um, 
within four years of living in LA, I was doing so many different things. Like I was interning for free and working retail and waitressing and, and nannying and um, personal assisting to pay my bills. But I was also in trying things in the fashion industry. So I was like a styling intern and all these things. And what ended up happening actually is I got super sick. Yeah. A, because I was really lonely. Um, you know, I moved here and I just got thrown into it and I was supporting myself and figuring out how to survive. So I started getting really sick when I was in the styling um, world and interning. And what do you I mean just- by sick? Do you, I know you mentioned that you had had, you had been diagnosed with Lyme's disease, but can you talk a little about like what the symptoms were that you started to notice that started to manifest physically? Mm-hmm. So I will say this, I really believe this is my personal belief, but I really believe illness is something that we can create for ourselves. So I was diagnosed with Lyme's disease um, when I was 15, but I was also very depressed in high school. And I also didn't want to go to school. And, um, you know, I had a boyfriend that I was like obsessed with and it was on and off. Mm. And so when it was off, I was sick. When I didn't, when I had to go to school, I was sick, right? But it was manifesting. I mean, I had migraines to the point where I would vomit and have to be in a dark room for days, just feeling like autoimmune. It's hard to describe, but you just like shit. Like sickly. Mm -hmm. Sickly, yeah. And then when I moved to LA, when things would get hard, it would, I would get sick. And then I would be like, oh, this is Lyme disease, which yes, if you're going to do a blood test and and blah, 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 you're going to get diagnosed with something. But I truthfully believe it was so much of my mental and physical. Um, Mm. Yeah. And so I, at this point in the sign, I was having like panic attacks driving on the freeway. And that was something that was new to me. Um, I just remember crying a lot and I remember just like laying on my floor in my bedroom and my roommate was gone. I was just sobbing and I I knew that I had to change something. So I stopped everything. Like I quit everything. I didn't have money, um, but I just knew like I need a break. And I've always been just such a hard worker and like super hard on myself. You know, I started working when I was 10 years old. I bought my own car. I bought, so it was like too much. And again, this happened to me again last year. So um I quit everything and I started to take care of my own body. Like I started changing how I ate and reading all these books. And, you know, it was really phenomenal to watch your body transform and your mind with that. I think the first time anybody, not, I don't, it's not even losing weight, but like the first time you transform your body in any way, I think as a human, we're like, oh my God, we can do that. Like, yes. Yes. That's so cool. And I have a super obsessive personality. So I was like, this is awesome. You know, I had like six pack and- Oh, like physique was insane. Still is, still is, but it's like sustainably so. Yeah, yeah. And and it was, I was also, you know, some, I had migraines for years and they were like going away. And so I was into it. And at this time I had a couple thousand followers on Instagram and um. I'm just a creative person. So I was like into it. So I just made this PDF and this, this, this ebook on how I was eating and the PDF and the ebook went viral over one summer. And so I, I all of a sudden had like all this attention and I was like this food girl and I was being asked to be on podcasts and on YouTube videos. And, you know, I was, I was full blown this like food girl and I wrote it. I totally wrote it for two years and I just went fast and hard. I, I made more books and, I did a podcast and a product line. Yeah. And I did it. It was too much. <laughs> Wait, I so you I want to go back to this. You said I you became like it was almost an overnight type summer type situation. It was a quick rise, if you will. And then before that, you had not been known as had you been known as like the healthy friend, the healthy girl, anything like that? Or was this a total transformation and then you were put in this, uh, you were put on this pedestal of being the healthy girl? Was it a total shift or? I mean, yes and no. Yeah. Like for the year before that, I was really mindful of how I ate and I was really interested in it and I really believed in it and I still do, obviously. And I I love cooking. It was definitely my way of self-love. Um, and you know, I think 
I've always felt very entrepreneurial. So when it took off, I was like, amazing. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was making money and I was, it was exciting. I was like this girl from Wisconsin, you know, who was a waitress and everyone thought, you know, just like the people who now are in my community, you know, I was like a baby from Wisconsin and I wasn't super cool and I didn't get invited to the parties. And all of a sudden I like have a blue check mark and, you know, I'm being asked to be on all these things. So I was stoked. I was super stoked. But looking back, I went too fast and too hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I, if I were to do it again, which in now the business I'm starting, how I'm doing it, but like if I were to do it again, I would have just kept just the ebook out for like a, a year or two. You know, it was making me a nice income and it, it, it was okay, you know, but my personality, it's like, oh, I have to do more, you know? And so that's when I started doing almost too much to the point where I was like losing myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah. you then, so you thought, okay, that's amazing. The 21 day reset, like I bought it just because I, I, have I made many of the recipes? No, but it's gorgeous. And I wanted to have just the whole book. I was like, this is beautiful. But you did that. And then you thought, okay, let's make this a physical product. People were seeing the way you were eating and what you were doing. So you were following proper food combining. And we can touch on that in a little bit to what you're currently doing. But you were following proper food combining, which we've talked a lot about on my podcast. But when you were doing that, it definitely since you mentioned you do have kind of an obsessive personality that is a really intense lifestyle it's an intense way of being and living but it also it gives you intense clarity if it's right for you like it, it fits you as a person then you did your product line can you talk about that because you mentioned that you put in a ton of money towards something and then like lost a bunch of money can you talk about one of the struggles that came with moving really really fast yeah. Yeah. I can because yeah. Sure. No, it's, just, it's like my life lesson, you know, and I, again, going back, like my mom said that I started walking when I was eight months old. I never crawled. I just started walking. Right. And that's like been my life. And, and, um, it's hard to do it that way. So anyways, money was flying in. I was like, I mean, I went, and I, I totally got swept up. I was at the time living where I'm living now in, in Malibu and renting, you know, a little place and started making money. I went to Beverly Hills and I got an apartment and, you know, I just like started doing all these things. And I was like, I ha this has to be more. So um, immediately I, I had this beautiful ebook and I was like, I have to make an app. And um, I invested like a shit ton of money to this guy who basically took off with it said he could make me an app when you're on the rise and you are 22 23 and you don't know anything you know people everybody everybody wants to help you yes and i have an open heart where i'm like oh yay you see something in me you know and the validation so, and the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it feels good you know and some of that stems from like childhood trauma that i've had and <laughs> Especially like I can't even imagine growing up we did not – I did not – I came from very humble beginnings and if someone were – if that happened overnight and then automatically one of the things that I've always been scared about is like not having money and then all of a sudden you have this amazing income and it's consistent and you're like, oh my god, how did this even happen? I don't think I would even know how to handle it. I, I, I don't know yeah. how I would – I mean I would have to really, really be mindful or I would blow it all. Yeah. Yeah. And I blew it all. <laughs> but like, I blew it all. <laughs> but you learned. I literally blew it all. Yeah. But again, it's like, you don't, I didn't know, you know, that was, there's no, no one tells you these things. I didn't come from money. I didn't come from, you know, I came from, you know, parents who just have worked, you know, paycheck and it was mm -hmm. always tight. And I didn't know. And a little bit was like a fuck you, just a tiny bit, you know, of like, well, let me go now and make the life I've always wanted, sure. you know? <laughs> sure. You're like, I'm going to be that small town girl who came to LA and it worked. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I made a lot of mistakes. So I invested a bunch of money into an app that, that didn't work. 
And then I decided to make the books into hard copy books, which is the book you've had. So I made, did a beautiful photo shoot, designed it like Vogue. I mean, made it coffee table book, put really great methods in there. Um, I did that. And then, I mean, this was all like within a year. Then I was like, I need, people were like, you're so great at speaking, start a podcast or start a podcast. And then again, this is all in a year. And then I found the right developers and I went to put the app into development. No financial planning, no long-term goals, blah, blah, blah. So I have all these things in motion. And then the pandemic hits and I start spiritually awakening, which is like a whole nother, you know, I think like we, we usually awaken with food in a lot of ways. And that was really the beginning of my awakening. It's like fitness, food, spirituality. It's like always the gateway. Coming connected to my food and eating whole real foods and like just being super connected in that way. It was a deep awakening. But then I started spiritually awakening, which is it's I think when you spiritually awaken, you just you're ripped away from everything. Like you question who you are. You're looking at lineage stuff, your family stuff. Why am I blocked in love? Oh, this is streaming. from You know, it's it's intense. And I feel like I call myself the chosen one, but I feel like I was a chosen one because I didn't just go into this portal of awakening. It was like awakening and just massive like trauma and joy. And and I would say it's been like a train. Like there's been so many times where like, can I just get off, you know? And I, I can't get off. So mm-hmm. I, I've been embracing it now. Um, but, you know, about six months into my awakening, um, I... I looked up, I actually got COVID at a time when I needed it. You know, we always get sick when we need it. Yeah. And I um, I looked up and I was like, I'm not doing what I want to do for my career. You know, I, I feel like I wholeheartedly stand by everything I've ever said about food. I wholeheartedly still nourish my, it's the most important thing that I do. But I was building this entire career. I was sharing my awakening and soul on my podcast. Like realization, you know, just like every episode was different. Every single episode you were going through a journey. I was like, didn't she just do one yesterday? It was like, it was like, it was like an ayahuasca ceremony that wasn't ending. And then I was sharing it on my podcast. So I kind of woke up and I had just launched an app and a product line. And I was like, this isn't me. Like, I don't. I don't want to do this. You know, I've always known I like being an entrepreneur. I like being creative. I like being a talent, but I want that separate from my life so that I can like go through these processes so that I can like eat in peace. You know, it was like, I was taking a picture of a meal and I literally, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. And again, I didn't do this in the best way, but I just like dropped everything everything with again no plan of of how what that meant for my finances or you know i have a beautiful engaged instagram following and i'm just like going dark and you know i dropped it all i have a lot of obviously learned a lot from that but i think the biggest takeaway and kind of where i went for the last for six months after i dropped everything was learning the importance of roots Like I realized I always saw myself as just some comment, you know, and I would just do this and go here and go there. And when it came down to it, I realized I need to to have roots. So like when the wind blows, which it does a lot in my life, because I'm just like a chosen one with this, these awakenings and, and life. And I think that, you know, I embrace that. Like I'm, I just learned through life, but when the wind blows, if I don't have roots, I would blow with it. And so that was a huge I mean, in dropping everything, like I had to, you know, come back home and get at my house again and fully ground. And um, I've always known what I wanted to do in my career, but like it's taken a lot of almost courage and recalibration to get back to the place and, and being humble because I yeah. built a whole thing. I built a following. I had money. I had, you know, all these things. And then I've gotten to this place where like I'm starting kind of over again and it's taken a lot for my ego and to be humble, to be okay with being kind of at that zero point again, because mm-hmm. I've had all of these experiences, but again, it was nothing I could hold. And that is my biggest takeaway. I remember someone told me when everything was taking off, they said to me, and I was so mad when they said it, but you don't have the maturity to handle the kind of money you're making right now. And I just remember thinking, yes, I do. And like, I watch really- me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I really realized like I didn't have, it went so fast and I went so hard that I didn't, I wasn't able to grow with it and I didn't have the threshold to be able to hold it. And so now being at a place where I feel very blessed, like I think, you know, God, the universe every day, I feel very blessed that I'm able to start kind of over again because I know like I need to go slow and steady. I need to hold it. It needs to be stable. It needs to That's, have foundation. Yeah. They say they're like, well, why would you wish for something? You don't, you don't want to wish for something and then it happen overnight because if it happens overnight, you're, you're not going to be the person that is able to house those emotions, those feelings, and those responsibilities. Because sometimes feelings and thoughts are responsibilities. Like we, that is the way we're showing up. If, if all of a sudden tomorrow I had $10 million in my bank account, I'm, I was not the person who attracted that money. It just so happened. Like I didn't evolve to become that person to attract that money. And I think that that's really sage wisdom because you really, and I'm sure you had heard that all the time before. Like, it's all about the journey. It's all about the process. She's like, fuck <laughs> off. Like, I don't care. I want what I want and I want it now. But you have to live it to be able to speak it. But that's, I think, why you have a really great way of communicating that because I think so many people have have had inklings of that feeling but they didn't know how to articulate it and so they resonated with you a lot because they were like oh my god I feel like I'm going through this awakening in in their own respect respective way but I don't know how to put it into words they're like but I just relate to this person because I don't feel like I necessarily belong and I need to do something different now mm -hmm. so with your spiritual awakening if you look back what was a moment, what was the first thing that you did when you realized that you really wanted to dive deeper into your spiritual awakening? Did you go to an ayahuasca ceremony? Did you completely cut out alcohol? Like what did you, what were your steps? I read um, a book in the beginning of quarantine. It was Michael Singer. Um, what is the book called? This is embarrassing. So embarrassing. I'm Googling it. Don't worry. Yeah, Michael Singer. Oh, The Untethered Soul. Oh, the yes. Untethered. Oh, my God. Yes. So that was the first thing I had always, again, lived in my head my whole life, which I still do. But like, you know, I, I was defined by what I thought. And so when I read this book and realized that I wasn't my thoughts, I was like, holy shit. And then I started meditating. And again, I would say my whole life I've been awakening. I really think that just if you if you really look at my life it's like i've always been different i've always i've always wanted different i've always wanted more you know you tell me to go left i go right because i feel like i should and and i learn things and you know but this was this was profound because i just started going really deep and it, it's like so without plant medicine without anything um it's really hard to put into words but like you know, being able to see deep wounds, being able to sit with it, being able to get downloads and insights on where they came from and family stuff and stuff about who I was and a lot of energetic stuff. I mean, and that goes back to the career too. Like I just, you know, what, it's so hard to put into words. Like it's so, yes. it, it got so deep and, and it still is, it's super, super is. And I'm super into astrology and, human design and all Wait, these things when, that I'd say. When were you born? I was born in March, March 26th. I was born on March 26th. No way. Yes. That's wild. Oh, That's crazy. When, um, what's your, are you a manifester or a manifesting generator? What are you? Manifesting generator. Damn. That's a good one. Aries manifesting generator. That's a lot. That's powerful. <laughs> my my self node, which is who you've been in astrology, it's who you've been in your past life, where you came from. Ooh. My south node is Aries. Oh, so and then like my full. Mars, yeah, my Mars is in Aries, which is Mars is one of you know the main ruling. So I have so much fire, and yeah, that's really cool. And it's it's fitting that you would end up in 
California in Malibu because it's grounding near water because you need the grounding, but it's also really dry, which is good for like the vata in you where it's, that's really interesting that you would end up there. That makes a lot of sense, obviously. Yeah. It's super interesting that I went there at 18. Like I just, I know my soul led me there. And then when I left LA and started traveling last year, all, the whole time all I could think about was like, I need to go home to Malibu. Malibu. Like it was like all of a sudden that was like super home and I needed to be there. And God, I, but when I got back here last year, it's just like, I could not, I don't know where I would be if I didn't come back. <laughs> so you went, you went from LA, I think you went to Hawaii. I went LA, Hawaii, Texas, Wyoming, Colorado, Miami, Sedona back. Oh, that's right. You did do Miami. I was like, damn. Okay. And then whatever. Okay. There's so much that we could go into, but let's, I'll try and keep it kind of on track if possible. There's so many nuances. So, okay. You started with food combining that blew up and created what was your identity for a while. Then you created your product and your app. You invested money. You lost money. You learned lessons. You traveled and now let's get to where you are today. All right. So you're in Malibu currently. And how how are you feeling right now? What is your what is your perspective on life right now? I've definitely entered a new stage of life, for sure. Um I'm super I'm finally rooted and I am not living really with that grass is always green. Like I'm not trying to get out of my current situation, which I always have. Like I'm very content at home. I'm very content with where I live. I don't feel like I need to do something drastic. I think when I dropped my career, I mean, I was, that was my money. That was who I was on the stage and all of that. When I kind of dropped that publicly, um, you know, I really had to look within because that was a lot of distraction and, that wasn't easy to do either, you know? So I'm used to so much stimulation. Yeah. Yeah. And so it really made me look deep and, um, but it gave me the space and, and here's where I'm at now. It's like, I knew I needed space. It was, I never, I never had space my whole life to do what I did in this past seven months, which was come home, root, learn how to, have kind of a you know off day and not feel like I needed to go get a new house or buy a new car or get on a plane, you know, like learning how to sit and um, being committed to my life. So, you know, I really recommitted to myself and my life um, on a whole new level. And I would say I've entered a completely different portal in who I am just because I'm like grounded now and I feel very rooted and I feel very, I know exactly what I want in life. I know what I need and, and not just like, I want this. It's like, I know from a deep place of this is the career I know I can do. This is what I know is I can stand by every day. I can show up for, I know when it's a hard week, I'll still be there. You know, um, I know what I need in love. I know what I need from another human. I know what my soul needs to like, to feel stable and grounded in my home. And so I'm like clear, very clear. And I don't think I would have been able to get so clear if I didn't take that space to slow down and, and stop for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't easy for me. No. And when you dropped everything publicly, you just, I, I don't even remember what it was, but you went on social media and you're like, I used to have a podcast. I don't have one anymore. You kind of had this big, uh, exclamation point of this is it I'm finished I'm yeah. done at least for the time time being when you dropped your whole career and everything did you and I guess this is living like if someone wants to do this if someone is thinking that they're ready to get out of some type of situation were you going off of like savings were you just kind of doing odd things like what were you doing to sustain yourself while you were building what is now brulee yeah i mean it's kind of messy and i don't okay. want to be like super open about it but oh that's I, okay no no and and savings for sure um i just mean did was it like loans 
Yeah, it's been a mixture of things. I think that something that is kind of like, I, I don't know, I money's been the hardest thing for me. Um, I also like live a very expensive lifestyle. Like I can't, I can't not, I don't know why it's, it's a thing. And maybe I'm not, I get it. but like, you know, I, my home is, is more expensive than everyone's home. I know. And out of my friends and, and all these things. And, you know, I've judged, I've judged myself so hard for that. I've come to this place in the past couple weeks and months, I would say where it's like my soul just chooses this and I'm choosing to meet life where it's at now from a grounded area. So how the money's come in, it's, there's been a lot of like tears, heartache. Someday I'm going to write a book about it for sure. I feel like I'm very protected in some ways with money, even though I have times where I'm like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Um, but at the end of the day, in my gut, like I, I know, I know what to do, you know, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the business and with, it's like, I know what to do. And I think the biggest thing is just quieting the mind of fear. And I wish I was at a place where I could talk more about it. Cause I really have been through it with money and sure. you know, I definitely have things to share at some point. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, in 10 years or five, when I feel ready, oh, I do want to write a book or something on that because it's not, it's not easy. And I find that to be super connected to so many other areas like self-worth Truly. and love and um, all of that. But like, yeah. I'm really working through that and, and it feels, it feels good. The thing I feel like that people have observed about you is that anything you're passionate about, you've turned into a business. And I think that at the end of the day, you're now realizing that some of the things that you're passionate about, you can just love and they yes. can just ground you. And yes. like, I've been the same way. I'm like, oh, got to turn it into money. Got to turn it into something productive. But then I'm like, it's making me think of it differently. So I can appreciate exactly what you're talking about. And with yeah, where- with the money thing too, for me, at least it's like my, my whole um, story and my life and my lifestyle is so different. Like I can't compare it to anyone. And so I don't even want to share or like give advice from my point of view because it's so, it's so crazy unique. Like yeah, I, it's, it's hard, you know, when I go through stuff, cause I don't know really how to talk to my friends about it. Cause I feel like people don't, you know, you don't understand, but the biggest thing, like out of anything, I'd say the thing that I've been learning the most. And I think for, and it's just like trust, like you have to trust. Mm-hmm. And the clearer, yeah. the clearer you get, the more you can listen to your gut. I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of the times we mix our intuition with others' opinions and the outside world. And then we no longer, cause sometimes like I'm a splenic projector. So the instinct just whispers and then it goes away. So I'm like, what did I think immediately? And that's where I have to go. But then I get clogged up with outside noise, of course, who doesn't. Um, But with where you are right now in life, what would you say are some of the things that ground you? What are some of your non-negotiables? Like how are you keeping you healthy in your life? I mean, food is still like super, super, super the number one thing. I think that, you know, just being in tune with your body and how you eat and nourishing your body. I mean, it's always been super important for me. Um, But I'm like kind of beyond that because that is such autopilot for me. Um, The biggest thing I found for myself is, is the morning. And, you know, being in a place again, where I'm, I'm completely starting a whole new business and it's, it's much different, you know, I'm, I'm starting clothing line and I'm designing clothing and it's really like, you know, a whole different, it's, it's, it's amazing, but, um, I have to create that. Right. So like, that's not, that's, it's not a reality. I have to choose that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to find the manufacturer and I'm going to go to the manufacturer and I'm going to design this. And then when it's done, you know, I'm going to market it in this way. And this is how I want to scale the brand. Right. And that's, I'm just saying like, no one, there's no one that is every morning saying, yes, let's do this today. It's me having to make that up, which is hard. I think that's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur is in, you know, because this isn't even like on Instagram yet, right? There's like, I am literally making something up out of nothing or have been. And so it takes a lot of will to show up 
you know, every day to create something. And so what I started to find was that my morning routine, like I have to do, I have to show up for certain things in my morning routine because it helps me get the grit to show up for things during the day. So I started waking up and dry brushing and getting in a freezing cold shower. So and, good. Yeah. And it's good. It, I do it for my mental because it's like, I don't want to do that. Like no. I never want to do that, you know, but when I do it, it shows me like, you know, it, it teaches me how to show up. And so I've been doing that. And then I do breath work, have coffee, and then do Pilates or go to hot yoga. That is like non-negotiable. When I, when I don't do one of those things, I really do see a difference in my day. Sure. You know, because it's like, oh, well, I don't have to shower this cold shower this morning. And then it's like, well, I don't have to do this email today or I don't have to, you know. And so I've really had to the find discipline. the discipline, especially in this phase, you know, of creating a business when it sure. takes so much discipline. And so often people say, or maybe they work a nine to five, and but they want to create their own business and their own uh, whatever it is. They want to be an entrepreneur. They always say, I am willing to do whatever it takes. I'm like, okay, that's great. If someone told me a roadmap of how to get where I exactly want to be, I'm like, that sounds awesome. That's just like work. But the real work is creating your own roadmap because you don't have someone else telling you exactly how to do it. Like we all will do the work, but it's figuring out what work to do. That's the hard part because there's so many little things that you can do throughout the day to make yourself feel productive. But are these the things that actually move the needle forward? And I think you're it having that solid foundation of a morning routine gets you extra clear on what work needs to be done, like mm -hmm. how to push yourself forward you're feeling really good you're in a good space and are you before we wrap up just a couple rapid fire questions are you dating anybody uh i keep that private okay okay <laughs> okay i even okay, better someday. i'm gonna be like no who knows i'll probably be the little the little asshole who just like posts a pregnant belly or like posts a ring or i don't know but or that, maybe i'll share good. at some point I do. I like, like, I don't know. I have a mystery until I feel like I don't need to be mysterious anymore. <laughs> I literally wrote it next to your name as I was writing out before the interview. I was like, mysterious, intuitive, passionate, magnetic, and elusive. So actually, that's very fitting, your answer. Okay. Next question. Is there one, uh, is there one type of meditation or book that you would recommend for someone who is just starting meditation or their spiritual awakening? We already have the untethered soul, but what's one more? I'm, I'm really into, it's called Awaken, O-W-A-K-E-N, Awaken Breathwork. Um, it's a subscription and an app and it's two really cool hip people, but I, I really like their meditations. Um, yeah. I love their meditation, so I've been doing them every morning. Amazing. And for brulee, I'm it is so stunning and simple and easy and classic. What is something that we can be excited to see? Like what what has been your biggest inspiration towards brulee lately? My biggest inspiration is that I finally know I'm doing what I should be doing and that feels amazing. So Brulee is going to be its own clothing line and I'm designing pieces and, um, but it's going to be a full blown clothing line. And, uh, it's just, it's like, I've always dressed, wanted to dress a certain way. I've always been attracted to certain style and stuff. And so being able to create what I want to wear and not only what I want to wear, but like what I know people want to wear and what like people should be wearing and, um, God, it just, I think the most exciting thing for me is that it just comes out of me when I'm going into design something it like it, I just know what to do. And I've never felt that way where it just, it, it just comes like, I don't have to think, I don't have to look, I don't have to find really inspiration. I just know, you know, like, okay, I need a ribs tank top and I need it in this fabric and it needs to fall here. Cause it always looks unattractive, like right here. And, um, and I think the biggest lesson I've learned, you know, is starting with simplicity. So I'm launching it with three kind of iconic 
staple foundational pieces. And anyone who's followed me from 2009 will know one of them, but um, 2019, um, you'll all see. But yeah, it just feels so good. And like, I can just see such a longevity with it, you know, and knowing like, okay, I want to add one sweater and then I really want to do one denim. And just knowing that like, I want to do these pieces, one of the best of everything and like, let that grow and evolve. And I just feel me like that. I think that's the best part about it is I feel me and I feel excited every day for that to be my work. And, and I have space in my life now. And I like that. Like, I like feeling like I can have kind of a hard week and people don't know about it, or I can eat dinner and people don't know what I ate, you know? And, and that's just me. I mean, I have this mysterious side to me that is like a part of me. I, I, I like to be mysterious. When I don't feel, when I feel too exposed, I feel like, ugh. but that's just me. But I feel like the more exposed we get, because even my social media is much smaller, but when I post a ton, I feel like I then compare more or I look at other people or I think that people expect something of me and then it's not as authentic and I'm not as excited about it. And, and so I'll take those breaks. So for, from May 1st to June 1st, I haven't been in, on any social media and it has felt so good. I mean, I'm present. Like my boyfriend and I are having more fun conversations. Things are just, it's better. It's just better. Yeah. I, I wish that the podcast would get to a certain place where I don't have to be on social media at all. That would be amazing. But that is- I definitely have found that too in, in, in my breaks like my first break was when I read The Untethered Soul. My second break on social media is when I dropped everything, you know? But but you learn. So now a huge thing about the clothing line is like, again, if you would have asked me what I was going to do when I was 10, I would have said a clothing line. It took me, you know, getting very lost to go be found, but something that I learned for myself. There's some people that can have a fully public life and it works for them. And I applaud them. I'm like, if I, if I had what you had, like if I liked that and you're able to scale it and have your business in that way, that's amazing. But for me, I found, you know, the more you find about yourself, like I found for me, if I can have products and make the products front and center, you know, then I can show up on social media every day because it's not about me. You know, it's not about what I ate. It's not about my body. It's not about my thoughts. It's about this product. And and I can push the products. You know, mm-hmm. that doesn't help me. So I think it's just about like really learning what works for you and how to use it, you mm-hmm. know? That's why I'm like, okay, the po- everything is now going to be about my services and the podcast. I don't – it's made me realize that I don't need to post what I'm doing like on the weekends all the time. It doesn't make me f- – Yes, I completely agree. And it's been eye-opening. And I I think that it's – I like the elusiveness. And I think that people really gravitate towards that. And if they don't, then it's probably because – it's probably because they're not ready to. <laughs> like, they're really just not ready to. But I just appreciate you taking some time and talking with us and letting us know where you are at, how everything has been going. And do you have any – words of wisdom to impart on the audience before you head out any words of wisdom you're like this whole damn podcast has been words of wisdom (laughs) what what little tidbit um you know I think well I think the biggest thing that I do applaud my own self for and that I think you know if this could help anybody is you know, I've had a lot of times in my life where like my life could have been pretty, my path could have been pretty set up for me and I could have kept going. And, and I think the biggest thing that I did this year, though, you know, I don't know if I did it in the right way. And though, you know, it's still really raw, but listening to myself and like following my intuition in, you know, having a full blown social media audience and great podcast listeners and, a beautiful wellness app and then having the courage to say, this isn't right, you know, and I'm going to honor that. I think that's, that's a bravery, brave move. And it's for happiness, you know, like it's happiness and alignment. And I think that if anybody listening, you know, has aspects of their life that they don't feel is right to listen to, it doesn't mean it's, it's not the easy path at all. It's the hard path, but I do feel like the amount of knowledge you gain and the confidence, like I feel so confident now in, in who I am. And 
Um, I, I think, you know, and there's such a bright future because I've really listened to that. And so that'd be my wisdom is like, listen and, and follow it, even if it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. If it doesn't make sense, that means it's your gut. <laughs> I fully believe that. I fully believe that. Well, Kenzie, thank you so much. You're a light and we're so lucky to have some time with you. But um, we'll have to have you on again sometime for a part two after Brulee is all, you know, launched and we see all the beautiful products that are coming out. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love slow fashion. I just love slow fashion. I'll send you. I'll send you. Send email me your address, but I'll send you when we're sending stuff out before we launch. Okay, perfect. I would love that. All right, yeah. well, I'll talk to you soon then. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. I know you absolutely loved that interview with Kenzie Burke. So many unanswered questions were discussed. So much was uncovered. And we just really appreciate her energy, her time, her wisdom. But with that being said, if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you head to Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, wherever you're listening to podcasts, hit follow, subscribe. And if you have an extra 10 seconds, leave us a review. Let us know what you like about the podcast. Or if you're a newcomer, just say hello. Just say what's up. I really appreciate everyone listening. And you will not want to miss out on the episodes to come in the coming weeks. I won't even, I'm not even going to tease it because they're just so good. I don't want you to have to think about it. I don't want you to have to anticipate. I just want you to enjoy it. So that is your call to action to follow Hotter Than Health anywhere you're listening. I appreciate you all so much and we'll talk to you next Thursday. Thank you.